Why, hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Orange Juice Optional. Yes, we've been absent for two weeks, and we realize that, but we're here today, Mm -hmm. so I just need to give a huge shout out to Suzanne. Hey, Suzanne, how are you? Hey, Michelle, I'm doing good. Do you like my extra long extended intro? It felt very long as I was saying it. (laughs) That's so funny. No, I think we're We've been off the air for a little bit of time. We've got to kind of get back our rhythm back. Yeah. And why do you think that is? Like, why do you think it is that we've been off the air? And well, we know why it is, but <laughs> right. Some summarize for me. <laughs> well, we've been traveling our little hearts out. We've been all over the world, basically, in the last, what, two months? And we pre recorded several podcasts before we left on our trip. And that's true. And then we recorded the one since we've returned, but then life just got super crazy and super messy. And like, it is what it is. Like, this is what life is. And I will say that I don't think I can ever travel in the month of October again for an extended period of time because A, it's my favorite month of the year and B, it has put me so far behind this holiday season. That is true. And I agree with you. Although we have been, we are remembering our trip fondly. We both have such fond memories of our trip, but October was a tough month to be gone. Yeah, and I never considered that. I just considered it, okay, it's October, it's in the fall. I love the fall, like this will be great. But I didn't realize how much pressure it put downward. Right. Or upward, like I'm not sure how, however you look at it, moving forward into November, December, January. Exactly. So next time we'll wait until January or February. Right. And then have a little bit of time to regroup and not have like such big events after it. Facing us. Yeah, because since we last recorded and I will say I was kind of sad about it. We didn't do a Thanksgiving episode. No, we did not. No. So we've both survived Thanksgiving and everything it brought with us. And now we're approaching Christmas. So how was your Thanksgiving? Well, as you know, we, Jeff and I, made a quick trip to Las Vegas because we had our rescheduled Adele concert to go to. He had given me Adele tickets for Christmas last year, and literally 48 hours before the concert last year, she canceled for various reasons. And so when they rescheduled, we weren't given an option of when to, when our seats would be valid. They gave us the option. And so we had to go Friday night after Thanksgiving to the concert, which when you own a small business, Black Friday and Small Business Saturday are not the days to be away from your store. But I was. And thank goodness, thank goodness I have women in my store who killed it. They worked their tails off so I could go to Adele. And it was amazing. Right. And you really do. And let's just take a moment to sit with that. You really do have an amazing staff at Why Hello. And I'm really curious about when you're looking for an employee, what are the qualities that stand out or how did you come about this amazing staff that you have? 
Okay, well, <laughs> I lucked out is how I came across, came to have this staff that I have. Pretty much in the beginning when I first opened and I realized that I couldn't work seven days a week, you know, 10 hour days every day. I And I had to hire help. Basically, whoever walked into my store and said, are you hiring? I said, yes, I am. <laughs> and it didn't take much for me to say, you're hired. And I think what happens is since then, I think it just filters itself out. The people who think like I do, who want the store to be successful like I do, stick around. They bring in people they know to work. And we've created this team of people who love being there. And then the ones who don't feel like they fit in or realize this isn't what they want to do, they move on. And it happened, it has happened very organically and very naturally that I have this group of women and one man who are phenomenal. I mean, I can't say enough about how amazing they are. Right. And you've really created this family-like atmosphere. I know you think so much of them and it's reciprocated towards you also. And everybody has their job. Everybody knows what they're doing. And it just seems to work so smoothly, so beautifully. And it has allowed me the time to go on the trip that we went on. It allowed me the time to go to the Adele concert. It has allowed me the time to do some other traveling and <laughs> unbelievably, and it's great. It's yeah. And so why don't we talk about this other travel that you are speaking of? Because currently we are on a trip supporting our husbands in their yep. jobs. Yep, they have their annual business trip in Hawaii. And for me, again, timing was terrible just because it's December for Pete's sake. It's the month of Christmas. So bad time for me to go, be gone. So I'm only here for five of the days and you're here until for the whole duration. Right, which is about eight days, but I'll tell you, it gave me heart palpitations because we had just been on that long trip and we yeah. have dogs at home and my parents, uh, one of our sons, my sister, they have been so gracious as to step up and take care of the dogs for us so we could do this. Mm -hmm. But then we have to say, oh, we're leaving for <laughs> yeah, another week. And I felt so bad. I mean, I felt bad for my parents who, I mean, that's what they want to do. They're like, nope, you know, no need to put them in a... Dog a kennel, yeah, yeah, a kennel. Dog sitters, because if we're here, we're available. We'll do it. We like it. It's like, like a grandchild kind of. And I don't have any, so I'm just speaking. But where you can go have fun with them, but it's not like they live in your house and make the mess in your house and all of that, right? Which probably right. is unfair because again, I don't have grandchildren yet, so <laughs> but time will play out. But the dogs don't understand it. Like when we start packing our bags. Those dogs get quiet, they start laying oh. around, and I feel so incredibly bad. So this is the travel for a while. We'll be home for the foreseeable future, and that feels really good <laughs> to think about that. It does. It does. Although I will be going to Alaska for Christmas this year. So I have some more travel coming out for the holidays. But then after that, maybe I'll have a little time. Right. And I have four days in Denver, which I'm really looking forward to because my last 
trip to Denver was cut short because I got that dreaded C word. Yep. So sad. So I get to have like Denver part two coming up and spend some time with the kids. So I'm really excited about that. But right now we're in Hawaii. We're back in the hotel that is super smart, smarter than us. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes. And I'm still trying to figure out that damn toilet. (laughs) All these. (laughs) And, you know, I think last time. Yep. And I think last time we were here, we had this same conversation on our podcast. The toilet drives us crazy. It just it flushes itself. It the lid lifts up. It's heated. It's there's so many bells and whistles on this toilet. It's unbelievable. Yeah, which is fine during the day when everybody's awake, but not at night when you and your spouse are both trying to sleep and like you leave right. the bathroom and then like five minutes later it starts making this noise and it sounds like somebody else is in your space. I know. I know. But more power to him. Yeah. And I felt super bad for Rob the other day because he woke up and it was like 4.30 in the morning. And mind you, Mm -hmm. it's a three hour time difference from where we are. So it's like 7.30 where we are. He gets up, he goes to the bathroom. He he then tries to quietly go into the other room. And of course I wake Mm -hmm. up and he he felt so bad that he woke me up. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. it just is what it is. I mean, we're on a different time zone. These toilets don't care about the time of day. They just do <laughs> what they want to do. Yep. That's so true. So we were just out having breakfast. The guys are watching football right now. So we're like, this is uh-huh. a great time to record a podcast. And I came back to my room and it was clean, which I appreciate. Nice. They came in and they cleaned it. But then I realized I left my toothbrush out. And oh. I don't know about you, but it freaks me out when I don't hide my toothbrush when I leave the room and someone else comes into my space. I know it's weird, but do you like freak out about that? I have a toothbrush that came with a case that you have to put the case, the lid on the toothbrush. It's an electronic toothbrush. And yeah, it used to freak me out, but now I actually leave it out because it's in a stainless steel case. I think it's pretty well protected. Yeah, do you have a lock on that? Like, I don't like people (laughs) touching my toothbrush. Like, it freaks me out. When I travel, it's in my carry-on. Well, it's always in my carry-on, too. But no, I don't mind it if if they have to move the toothbrush. And I try to put it away, but it does not freak me out if they move the toothbrush. Just because it's in the stainless steel case. But if it wasn't, would that freak you out? Oh, eh, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm trying to find validation from you right now and not think that my OCD is like completely overtaking. It's not. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. In my mind, I'm thinking, well, I don't think I would leave my toothbrush out. <laughs> and I realized you forgot, but I would not leave my toothbrush out. So it wouldn't freak me out because they would never see my toothbrush. And, you know, I kind of blame my dad for this. And I'm just going to share the story. And I'm sorry if it offends anyone. It shouldn't offend anyone because this is a a, it truly happened to somebody and maybe it's um one of those what do they call them ancient or an urban legend maybe that's what i'm thinking of but my dad was telling me that he had worked with this man who him and his family went to mexico they left their toothbrushes out on the counter and Mm -hmm. they went out enjoyed their day came back finished their trip in Mexico, went home, developed the film in their camera. Oh, no. 
yeah, you see where this is going. And I so, do. <laughs> yeah, when they develop the film, they're like, what is this picture? And they kind of blew it up and looked at it. And it was the toothbrushes placed in an area you probably <laughs> yeah. want to kiss very much, like their butts. <laughs> they were placed right. in the butts. And I know that's uh, gross. And I'm sorry. I hope I'm not offending anyone. But now I have this irrational fear of toothbrushes. Well, yeah, that's a terrible story. <laughs> that's one of those stories that you can go your whole life and not know. And now you know it. So are you and hating now you me? Know. No, I'm not hating you, but it's definitely a story that I'll ever, never unknow. I know, you can't undo that. You can't undo that. And how do people come up with that stuff? That's what I don't get is when you hear stories like that, it's like, why? What possesses people to do things like that? I don't get it. Yeah, no, I don't either. But now I have this fear and Rob laughs at me every time I hide my toothbrush. And I'm like, nope, you shouldn't be laughing at me right now because you never know where or if someone might stick it. And I will tell you, like we're in this nice hotel and yesterday when they came in to clean the room, they forgot to shut the door. So for however long the door to the room was completely open, someone could have walked in and stolen something or placed my toothbrush where it shouldn't go. Well, good point. Yeah, there's something wrong with that too. Yes, there is. Definitely. So now you know, like one of my irrational phobias, but maybe not irrational. Like I don't want to blame my dad too much for installing that in me, Mm -hmm. but it is something I carry with me. So anyhow, here we are. We're in the beautiful islands of Hawaii. And as everybody knows, you can only get here by airplane or by water. Right. And traveling sometimes during the holiday season can be a mess. And you can experience things that aren't very joyful. So have you had any of those experiences, Suzanne, recently? Well, and and you know I have because I save up my experiences for when we get together and I can complain. Well, it is complaining. It's also my observation of how things could be done better. I'll just put it out there. So I have global entry, which is like TSA pre-check. It's just a different version, basically pre-check. When you travel internationally, you can use global entry to get back into the country. And then in addition to that, I have clear. And normally when you go through security, it's brilliant. And you get through security because you've already had your background checks and they already have your fingerprints on file. And I love it because usually the people who have gone to the trouble of doing pre-check and clear all know what to do. And you're in and you're out. So I can usually get through security in no more than 10 or 15 minutes. But this time, (laughs) it makes me so mad because it's like there is a purpose for pre-check and clear. And that is to get the regular travelers who free, who travel often through security seamlessly. So I don't know why a family of four with babies, there should be a separate family line for families with clear and pre-check because they have all of this gear. 
They have children they have to take out of the car seat. They have to carry the children through. And it takes forever to get this. And if you are unfortunate or unlucky enough to get behind a family who's trying to get through pre-check and clear, it is a pain in the butt because they have to collapse the stroller. They Well, they have to take the kids out of the stroller. All of the gear that's packed into the stroller has to go on the thing. They have to, there's always liquids. There's always food in the diaper bag. They have to take out. And then the kids, and the kids are usually antsy. They're usually jumping up and down. One parent has to take one kid. One parent takes the other kid. And, you know, everyone in the pre-check line behind them, hello, we're just standing here waiting for you. And uh, it's like, get a pre-check line for families only. Right. It's my opinion. Yeah, no, and I can tell that wasn't one of your favorite things or favorite experiences in the past couple months. But I get it. I am very impatient and I do want to get through. And Well, and I think the point is, is we pay a fee and we go through the process, which I'm sure this family also paid the fees. So they have every right to do to go through TSA pre-check and clear, but there has to be some accommodation for them so that everyone who uses it the way it's intended gets through quickly and you're not stuck behind this family. Yeah, no, I I completely understand that and I I completely get that. And I might have pushed the family out of the way to get in line before them. (laughs) Just kidding. I wouldn't have done that, but I would have tried to go really quickly and try it. Oh, if you, yeah, if you spot the family, yeah, if you spot the family, you want to get in front of them. You definitely want to be in front of them because you're, you're talking a 15 minute delay. And okay, so that was issue number one. And I think it's easily solvable when we're back up to speed with having enough employees, because apparently TSA and CLEAR don't have enough employees. But, you know, you go through security and there are 100 security. Well, okay, I'm going to be more accurate. There are 20 security lines and usually half of them are closed. You know, usually they're using 10 of the security lines to get through. But wouldn't it make sense to create a family pre-check line? That that can take a little extra time to get through and not get stressed about the people behind them that they're holding up. Because I'm going to assume that that family was stressed about the people they were holding up while they... Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm sure, they, I'm sure they were. And you do. I mean, they even board the airplane that way. Like people who need extra assistance or families with small children, that's how they right. board an aircraft. So you would think they would have a line for that. Right, right. And I have to get back to security. But in addition to that, I also think if if people would just listen to me, my ideas, this country would run so much smoother. Because I also think that Starbucks or, okay, Starbucks specifically, because I'm a coffee drinker, in at the airport especially, they need an express line <laughs> for the people who just want a cup of coffee with cream so that you don't have to stand in the same line with the 300 people who want their skinny non-fat 
mocha with half the chocolate, extra hot, no whipped cream. And you can just get in the line, say, coffee with cream, take it and go. And it's like, how have they not thought of this? <laughs> because because there are always 300 people in line at the Starbucks in any airport anywhere. And it's like, and I want coffee with cream. That's all I want. Yeah, it's simple. You could probably get it at McDonald's if you wanted, but not the same quality, I know. I was going to say, have you tasted McDonald's coffee versus Starbucks coffee? No, because I don't drink coffee. And so the only thing I can equate this to is when I have a return to make through UPS and I've labeled it, I've packaged it. All I need to do is have them put the scanner on it. I think they should have a separate line for people just dropping off packages already ready to go. Rather than having to wait in a line where people, you have to package it, print labels for it, all of that. And that drives me nuts. Well, and I have been in FedEx. Some FedExes will have a designated space. So so it says drop off here or drop off only. And you can actually not have to get in that line. But if they don't have that clearly marked, you could stand in line for a half an hour waiting your turn just to drop something off. And then they usually say, oh, well, you could have just dropped that off and gone. Well, it's like, no, clearly mark that space and go in and be able to just drop it. And they should all do that. You know, so UPS, agreed. FedEx. Yeah. So that, yeah, let's let's be considerate of other people's time. And let's create these express lines for the quick order or the quick thing that needs to be done. And don't you think like moving forward, that would benefit every business? Because when you are thinking about going to that business, you're not dreading it. You're like, oh, no, like they totally accommodate. They'll get me through really quick. I don't have to wait with everybody else who has special orders or issues. And, you know, and I have and this I'm acutely aware of this in my own shop because on busy days, which we love, if I have one register to ring people up. I can have 10 employees helping customers, but it's only going to go as fast as that one register can ring. And I think it's a kiss of death in retail if you have 20 people standing in line, because what's going to happen if you're the 18th person in line you're, and you have one item, you're going to be like, I'm not going to stand here for 20 minutes in so I can buy this one thing. I'll come back later. It goes back on the shelf and then you may or may not see that customer again. I so agree with that. Yes. And fortunately, our POS system that we use, which I'm, I think a lot of POS systems can do that now, that every one of my employees can ring someone up on their phone. And it's a, if the customer is willing to accept an email receipt we can do a transaction from our phone. So if you're helping a customer and they don't want to go stand in that line, you can help your customer to the very end of their visit where you can take their credit card, you can ring them up, you can package their product and they're not waiting in the line for the one main register. It's things like that that separate a good business, in my opinion, from a poorly run business. 
So I'm acutely aware of those things, like when you're at a Starbucks and there's no express line for coffee with cream. Yeah, no, and I completely, I completely agree with everything you've said because I just want to be in and out. And if there's one register, there's ten people ahead of mm-hmm. me, I will put down the item and say, "Well, I'll come back." Like I don't want to wait. So right. you are very much onto something. I know you are. You're very aware of that, both as a consumer and as a business owner. But when I opened my business, and I, I know I sound like I'm tooting my own horn, but and I know there are toot away, Suzanne, (laughs) toot away. But there are places that I know that there are places within my business that I need a lot of improvement. But in that, when I opened my store, my model for that store was me as a consumer. Here's what I expect when I come into a business. Here's what I expect when I purchase a product. Here's what I expect from customer service. And if if my customers are getting anything less than what I would expect as a customer, then it needs to change. It needs to be fixed because that's how it needs to be approached. It has to be approached from the customer's vantage point. And you all do such a good job. The only complaint I've ever heard about your store, and it's not really even a complaint, is people want access online. And I know we've talked about it, and that causes so many other complications Mm -hmm. with taxes and stuff like that, that you're not there yet. But they love your store, and they would love to shop online. Right. Well, and that is something for (laughs) a future day. It's not that I won't ever go online, but it was never my intent when I open the store, I want to be a small neighborhood shop that caters to the, na- the the communities in my area. And I want them to have a shopping experience. It's not so much about the product they buy, although I insist on top quality products. Um, it's about the experience of shopping. Because I am not the only person on this planet who loves to shop. And it's a dying art. And it's like... I want to give people the experience of shopping. So you lose that when you you shop online. Right. And, you know, complaint was the wrong word. I really did mean it as a compliment. Like, oh. <laughs> they hear so much about your store. They want to go check it out and to support you online. Right. And it's just not where you're at right now because you're concentrating on the in-store experience. So I hope I right. didn't offend you by saying no, that. I, no, I meant no, it as a and, compliment. Uh, well, thank you. And I realized that that's something that needs improvement that we need help with. It's just right now, it's not a undertaking I'm equipped to handle yet. Right. And why not be that store? If you want to see us, yeah, you have to shop in person. That's not a bad thing. We'll take right. really good care of you. And right. it becomes a destination rather right. Right. We want it to be your happy place. We want you to come in and be happy. Okay. So now enough tooting my own horn about my store. I don't think you were tooting your own horn though. I'm just, I'll just say that. I'm going to go back to security because this is, I don't know if double-edged sword is the term I should be using, but so I have another example and this is the consumer's responsibility, not the business's responsibility. So after the family got through TSA pre-check and clear, (laughs) that took 15 minutes, the man right in front of me 
first of all, stood there and waited while we watched this family go through. And then the man decided that, and I don't, could have been his first time, could have been he had never done TSA pre-check and clear before, so he didn't know the drill. But he takes off his belt, he takes off his jacket, he takes off his shoes, he unloads his pockets <laughs> with keys, with combs, with money clips, with his phone, his headphones, it's all on his body. <laughs> so he stood there for the same 15 minutes I stood there waiting for this family to get through and did nothing. And then when it was his turn, that's when he started his undressing that he had, he thought he had to go through to get through security. And he had so much crap in his pockets. I'm like, okay, buddy. <laughs> Understand you're in TSA pre-check and clear. Understand everyone else in that line wants to get through quickly. Have that done before you even get in the line. Unload right. your pockets, take your belt off, do that stuff before you even get in line. Don't wait until the person in front of you has gone through before you start unloading. Because then it was another 10 minutes for me while I watched this guy basically undress. And, you know, three trays later, you know, his carry-on and all the crap he had. It's like, oh my God, you drive me crazy. Just and get I, through the line. I just want to throw this out there and make this clear to everybody listening. The person you're talking about wasn't your husband in front of <laughs> no, you. But, but I did make that very clear when you first heard this story from me, that it could have been my husband because he is the worst offender. But he does not have, but he does not have pre-check or clear. Which he is a goes, frustration in and of itself to you. Well, it is because what good is it for me if I'm traveling with him? Because then I have to wait for him to get through the regular line. At least I know that if he spends too much in the line, I can still get to my gate and make the flight because I'm not waiting for him. But, but at least he doesn't do that in pre-check and clear. You know, at least he's in the regular line with everyone else that is taking 15 minutes to unload their pockets. But yes, my husband is that person. Right, and so you had a 25 minute delay, at least by the two people in front of you in clear and pre-check. Did Jeff make it through security before you did on that day, just in regular security? No, he did not. I had time, I got through clear, I got through pre-check, I had time to get my bottle of water that I always get. I had time to run to the bathroom. I walked all the way down to my gate. I sat down and was on my phone for about 15 minutes before he made it to the gate. So he was a good half an hour behind me. Should be a lesson so for him. him. Yeah, it should mm -hmm. be like, this is why you need to get it so you can get through quicker. But maybe he likes waiting in line. Maybe it gives him time to... <laughs> I don't know. Do it. Who Pete likes waiting Jeff's in do. line? I know. I don't. Who, it makes yeah. me anxious. Yeah. Um, but the ironic thing is that every time I go through Clear, I will get an email that is a survey for how they did. Clear is amazing. It's worth every penny you have to spend to get your Clear clearance. But 
When I have to fill out a survey, and the first question is, will you recommend this to your friends? I have to say no, because it's like if everyone else is in clear and I have the family of four in clear and I have the guy with all the change in his pocket through clear, it's like it's defeating the purpose of clear. It's ruining the experience. So, no, although I'm, I'm clearly promoting it now, but yeah, it's like, don't ask me that question. It's not a fair question. And every time, because Rob and I do have clear also, we have TSA pre-check, and every time we've gone to the airport prior to this, clear has been amazing, no lines, quick through. But on this particular day, on this particular trip, for some reason, the line at clear was huge. So we're like, we'll just go get in pre-check. And we got through security before clear even brought one person up to go through. And I don't know if it's everybody was signing up at the airport. I don't know what the issue was that day. But yeah, it was faster just to do TSA pre-check. And on a recent trip of mine, the airport clear was doing a promotion at the airport for signing up. This was not this last trip, but it was a trip out of Seattle. And it wasn't clear was a nightmare because first of all, they had all the newbies going through because you sign up for clear and you get through security quick. And so they don't know the routine. And because of the promotion where you were getting $50 off or something, there were there was an enormous amount of people in line in clear. And yeah, again, defeats the purpose of the program. <laughs> exactly. And I'll just throw this out before we move away from like clear and security. But when I go to Denver and mm-hmm. I'm checking in, they have the TSA line. They have the regular check-in line. Then they have the TSA and clear line. So like right. there's all these different lines. But if you want to do TSA and clear, you can't go to the left side like of the airport. You have to go to the right side of the airport. And by the right. time you walk that distance, like it probably ate up all the benefit of clear. So, you know, be aware of that too when you're traveling that sometimes mm-hmm. you get pushed into other lines or they make it so complicated having three lines, but I do appreciate it when it works out quickly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not a patient line person. I'm not it at the airport. I'm not it at a store or a restaurant. It's just a personality. Right. Well, and and I'm just going to say, that's why they have express lines at the grocery store. So it goes back to my Starbucks story. It's like, okay, if you can have an express line at a grocery grocery store, you have an express line through TSA, let's get an, ex, an express line for your coffee, for your easy coffee order. Yeah. Coffee with cream. Or a self-serve, or even a self-serve. If you're just doing coffee with cream, you just push a button that says, I want coffee with cream, and there you have it. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. You should write into them, Suzanne. You probably already have. I shouldn't (laughs) even tell you something you've probably done. No, I haven't. And I'm sure, believe me, I'm sure my mind doesn't understand the complications involved or how complicated it would be to create that system. And it would probably be very expensive, probably not cost effective, but... um, Right, because there really is so much we don't see that goes into building a like point of sale system and stuff like that. But like as a consumer, it's just like now, now. (laughs) But right, doesn't have to be that way. 
I try to exactly. find the silver lining, but it's hard I to know. do sometimes when I'm waiting and it seems to be like, why is this happening to me? And I, I always know. pick the why is this happening to me line too. I'll just say that. <laughs> if there's five <laughs> lines, they all look to be about the same. I'll get in the one that the clerk right. is super chatty or you know, there's some reason there's an item there that doesn't have a tag on it. That's always the line I get into. I know. And I have at least grown into that where it's like okay that was just bad luck on my part you know just pure bad luck yeah but we are not having bad luck right now we are again with our husbands and Mm -hmm. yeah this is fun so I guess we should get back to visiting with them and being supportive wives so anything else you want to share before we close up no I think we're in good shape you got it all out Yes, I did. I feel I feel like I am better now. Yeah, and I'm not calling you out because everything you said would have frustrated me. And listening to the story, I feel my blood yeah. pressure rise. So I'm going to go have yeah. a champagne. Yeah, uh, me too. No, no orange juice today, I think. So with all that shared, I'm just going to say cheers, everyone. Have a good week. Cheers. My